please stand by for this episode of Locally Famous DBQ. Hello Dubuque, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Locally Famous. Today we're so lucky to have James Fleming join us. He is a local bladesmith who makes a ton of great points why you should go check out his website and buy local. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Locally Famous. And Adam actually met with someone really cool and I'm very excited to have him on the show tonight. Uh, he has his own local business here in Dubuque, and uh, to me personally, I think it's really cool because I've always been interested in knives, and I should probably tell you who he is. We got James Fleming with us. James, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good. I love to hear it. I hope you're enjoying this nice cold weather we're having. <laughs> Not so much. It makes it getting uh, out the shop pretty hard. I, I can imagine. It's, pr- it's been pretty brutal, especially these last this last week has been insane. Mr. James here is a bladesmith. We're going to kind of dig into that, but first we want to know who James is. So James, who are you and uh, what are your connections to Dubuque? My connections to Dubuque are specifically my wife and her family. I'm actually from North Texas. I've been living in Dubuque for about almost four years now. Awesome. Awesome. How are you liking it so far? I mean, winters are brutal, but other than that, I, I like it. I like living next to the, the Mississippi and stuff like that. And her family is amazing. So that makes it all the better that I'm, I'm positive yeah. that would make it so much better. And you said you're from North Texas, you said? Yeah, that's cool. My uh, my brother, actually, he lives down in Texas. He moved from uh, up here down to Texas. So, <laughs> yeah. so James, tell us, you're a bladesmith. What got you into bladesmithing? What is bladesmithing? Uh, and if, you know, if people are interested in it, where can they find it? I know it's three questions at once, but I loaded it all in one and yeah. let's kind of dig through it. That's, that's fine. So, I mean, where you can find it, there's a lot you can find on Instagram um, the, of, of a lot of individual makers. Um, and there's not really any companies. There's a few, but there's not like a bunch of people who blade Smith. Okay. You know, um, it's it's usually individuals or a small group of people. Uh, but you can just go search through the hashtags. You can find me at uh, American Wastelander, American underscore Wastelander, uh, or you can go to my website wastelandforge.com. So I think the first part of that is what got me into it, or what is bladesmithing? Yes. Yeah, what is bladesmithing? Bladesmithing is um, making knives out of raw materials. So a bar of steel, I am heating it up to between 1,500 and 2,200 degrees, and I'm, I'm forcing the shape with a hammer. Every hammer strike is a methodical, thought-out process to take a rectangular object into a sharp, pointy object. Um, and then you... You, you do a lot of forging, and then you also do a lot of grinding. Nobody forges a knife to sharp. It, it, it just, like, you, you lose a lot of carbon in the knife around the areas that are forged. So if you forge it and say it's forged to sharp, then uh, it, it'll dull really fast because the carbon and the steel is what makes it hard. Okay. And then... I mean, adding all the other raw materials like handles. I, I like wood and a lot of natural materials. So that, that's typically what the handles are used 
out of, but uh, most of my wood is stabilized, which means that it is um, infused with a resin that's then hardened. So it doesn't react as much to um, heat and, and moisture because um, natural, everything has like a, a thermal properties where they, they expand and contract based off of the temperature. And so yeah. if something's stabilized, that reduces that amount. Now, I got to ask, so this sounds like a very unique type of art. I'm going to be very honest. It, it does. How did you get into it? I was in the army from 2008 to 2013. Okay. Um, well, thank you for your service. Two, yeah, thank you. Um, two weeks after I got out, I had shattered my left knee. Ooh. And yeah, yeah, I was skateboarding <laughs> and Baton Rouge and fell nine feet to my knee. And yeah, needless Ooh. to say, yeah, needless to say, I was. Um, in a cat like a, a leg brace for a year so there was a lot of you know not doing anything and you don't need your legs to make knives so i pedaled around with it a little when i was in texas um i had a, a friend who was a tattoo artist who also made knives and i saw him like finishing a couple knives out at the ta the tattoo parlor he worked at and, and so i was like if he can do it then i can do it and i had nothing else really going on I gave it a try, you know, like the first couple of knives weren't really anything. Uh, and then I moved up here. Uh, it was in late 2016 when I actually got started making knives. Um, I, so between 2014 to 2016, I was doing a lot of research because you can't just take any piece of steel and, and make a knife out of it. It has to be high carbon or it has to be high chromium with, with a decent carbon content. So I did all that research and started, I, and then I just started making knives and people seemed interested in what I was doing. So I kept it going. Well, that is, that's actually really unique and cool. And I, I want to empathize with you a little. I know exactly what it's like to shatter a bone in the leg. Uh, it's not fun having a cast on for a year. And I hope, I truly hope that never happens again to you. And to anyone who listens, it is not a fun process. And the fact that you yeah. found a really unique art style and I, and I apologize. I don't know if you appreciate having it called art. I, I don't know if you prefer being called a smithy or or whatnot. Um, um, but it's so it's an I, equal skill. I, yeah, I am a bladesmith. Um, you can consider some of the stuff I do as art. Um, there, there's like two mentalities in the knife making and bladesmithing community. There's there's people who believe it is an art, and there's people who believe it's not that it's more of a craft. And the the arguments for both are, are are opinion based. So like the people who think that it's more of a craft, basically think that craftsmen shouldn't be um, viewed as a regard of a lesser um entity so like you know artists are viewed as these amazing people who create and they're so creative and what they do is so important but craftsmen are also doing very important stuff i i i think you know like if you're designing and creating and and um if, if there's more to it than just slapping you know the same shape on every single time then i think it's more of an art style but it's also very functional. So cool. I, I, I can, I understand exactly where you're coming from with that. And it makes a lot of sense. 
And and I know you had mentioned, uh, you know, you got into it and you have your Instagram where you kind of showcase some of uh, what you craft. Uh, if someone's interested in, you know, purchasing a blade, where can they find uh, a link to do something like that? So up until recently, I was doing like 99, 98%, 99% of my orders through Instagram. Um, and it's just because it's such an easy outlet for, you know, people to see your work. Um, but so recently I started, I, I've finally got my website up and uh, I actually have custom order forms on there and I, I, I post stock available as I get it done. Uh, so that's actually a great way to find me. Um, and it, it's, it's simple. It's wastelandforge.com, all one word. So, um, but yeah, Instagram, I mean, social media, like my local sales are like nothing. Like I, I have a few people locally that know my wife and, um, they, they reach out and will will buy a knife. But as far as like events and stuff like that, like I, I've, I've done vintage torque fest, but it, it, it didn't really like come through to bring on more local clients. I don't know. I, I would like to expand more locally because I, I think social media, especially with what I do is very fleeting. So uh, and that's part of why I did the website so that I have like a hard place where people can find my stuff. That's not going to just go away. Well, it seems as you kind of mentioned, you know, your social media and, and the fact that you have your, your webpage made now, what's kind of on the horizons for Wasteland Forge? Where, where are you aiming to go and say like the next two years? So I am a full-time bladesmith um, and there's um, kind of a, uh, an association for bladesmiths. It's called uh, American Bladesmith Society. And you actually have ratings similar to that of electricians and, and pipe fitters and, and stuff like that. So uh, I, this month I'm actually going to go take my performance test for my journeyman Smith. So the journeyman Smith is a two part thing. You take a performance test and then you, you go in front of a panel of master Smiths and they evaluate five knives of yours. And if you pass both of those things, then you get your journeyman Smith rating. So that's, that's the first thing. Um, and that that's big because that's telling me that I am at that level. So it's, it's very important to me to know that, okay, my knives are that quality. And then I will, I want to start making my own Damascus. Currently I don't, I don't make my own. I buy it from other makers and bill it for them. And then I'll forge the knives from it. So just making it to where I can basically do more custom, custom work with Damascus without charging an exorbitant amount because I have to pay for the Damascus. And then I just I'm I'm trying to branch out into more brick and mortar shops because I, I feel like it's it's important to have my work um, in a retail space because people who would not be able to find me on social media you know walking through a store in like some larger town you know may see that and be able to find me that way um, so it's just a con constant expansion of what my like output is as far as product and i i completely agree uh, and you know it makes complete sense you know 
wanting to be in a brick and mortar shop because it, it really does bring that much more value to you. Plus, it's going to introduce you to a, a lot more people who, as you said, you know, that don't have these type of social medias. I can think of a couple of people in my own life that I know for a fact don't even know how to use the Internet. So, <laughs> you know, if they were to go to a shop and they saw a local craftsman's work or a local smith's work, they'd be able to go, oh, that's really cool. And, you know, I might want to buy that then in that situation. And I think that's I think it's a really good idea. And, you know, and locally famous, obviously, you know, we're all about supporting people in the local area and helping them get their name and their product out there. And, you know, the best way to do that is always tell folks, you know, this is what we have in our local area. And this is how you can find them. Like today we got Mr. James Fleming and you can go to wastelandforge.com. He said, he also has yeah. his uh, American underscore wastelander on Instagram that you folks can go check out. And I've been on there a couple times in the last week. And it's really cool. It's really fun. It's really enjoyable, I should say, to go through and, and to see the things you've created. And I know I just I can't recommend it enough to those who are listening to just at least check it out, even if you're not interested. It's really unique. Yeah. And it's it's weird. So when you talk about knives, like, especially if you don't specify what types of knives, it's like people are like, oh, he just makes these weapons. And it's like, no, I actually make a ton of like chef knives, like um, and kitchen knives and, and kitchen utility like knives and stuff like that and uh, other small things that help out in the kitchen and just like so I, I kind of make stuff for everybody there I don't just make you know art knives or I don't just make outdoor knives I also make you know stuff that people are going to use every single day I, I feel that it's important to have that variety uh and and that quality of work because you know like if you go like there is no specific cutlery store here in Dubuque. Like you can't go to a store and just look at kitchen cutlery. So you don't, there's no store in Dubuque where you can buy quality kitchen cutlery, but I offer that. That's awesome. And, you know, and hopefully you can get it. Hopefully you, you know, can get a, a, a partnership with a store locally and uh, you know, get your product out there and that way you can provide the community what it, I personally know how good it is to have a good a good knife in the kitchen and it's like the greatest thing in the world. So uh yeah. if you can provide that to the community locally, I think that is an awesome, awesome thing. I mean, I'm sure we've all been there when you're in the kitchen, especially when you're you know trying to cut meat. And if your knife's not sharp enough, it is a painful and very messy process. Yeah. So a dull knife is it's not safe. Uh, a sharp knife is a safe knife. And the reason, you know, like that's said is a sharp knife is going to do what it's intended for. It's going to cut. And if you're having to force a knife to cut, then you're obviously like you're forcing yourself to do things you would normally do out of frustration. So if it's not going to cut a carrot, well, now you're going to bear weight down on the knife and you're going to fling carrots all over the kitchen and, or you're going to, you know, bounce it off the cutting board and possibly injure yourself or something like that. Whereas a sharp knife is just going to glide through what it's supposed to it's true and you know it's 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 awesome that you again i can't say enough it's just really awesome that you have that product for folks around here and james there is uh we ask everyone who comes on uh the show and we talk with uh, a final closing question and that is if all of dubuque was listening to you right now what would you tell them support local businesses support small businesses especially right now with everything going on it, it means a lot because local and small businesses 
I mean, they're working to feed their families. It's not like, you know, they're, they're trying to build their wealth. It's literally so they can pay bills and, you know, take care of their families. I like it. That was a very solid closing point. And James, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, we really appreciate having you on and hopefully we can have you on again in the future if you'd like. Yeah, I look forward to it. Dubuque, Iowa. If you are still with me at this point in the podcast, I want to talk to you. What do you want to tell Dubuque? You can always hop on the Facebook page for Locally Famous DBQ. Shoot me a message and let's set up a time for you to talk to Blake. I can't wait to hear from you. And I love you guys and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Hey guys, Adam here, jumping in one more time. My uncle has a recycling business. The name of it is MTC Recycling, and he goes around and he picks up electronic waste from businesses. If you are a business and you have an old phone system or old computers that you don't know what you're going to do with, please give my Uncle Max a call. Give him a call to set up an appointment anytime, 563 599 9882-563-599-9882. My Uncle Max has been doing this for a pretty long time, so you don't need to be worried about your personal information. He can properly dispose of any kind of hard drive or information drive that you may have. Please be aware that if you would like MTC to recycle televisions for you, they are $15 per television. Otherwise, typically, this is a completely free service to you and your business.